This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. The Heart of Christmas. When you read that title or, or hear it, what do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The heart of Christmas. I hope that none of you thought presents. <laughs> if you did, just don't tell anybody. But I think we need to answer the question of what I mean by heart. One of the meanings given by the Cambridge Dictionary of the word heart is the central or most important part of a matter. That's how we come to the term, let's get to the heart of the matter. Another description for the term, the heart of the matter, by the free dictionary is the most important, basic, or fundamental essence or elements of an issue or matter at hand. So what is the heart of Christmas? The simple answer to that is it's Jesus. Jesus is the heart of Christmas because it's his birthday that we celebrate. It's the time of year that we take to celebrate his birth, regardless of whether he was actually born this time of year, born in the summer, or whenever it may have been. Um, this is when we decide, or has been decided, to celebrate Christmas throughout the world. So the main thought of this sermon is ensuring that we get to the heart of Christmas this year. But not just this Christmas, every year for that matter, throughout the whole year. And I want to share three important characteristics that I consider to be the heart of Christmas. I know there are plenty more that we could, li we could look at other than these three, but this is what I've prepared. The first is giving. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave everyone this same gift. He gave his Son, his only Son, as a sacrifice for all of our sins so that we might have eternal life with him in heaven. Christmas is a season for giving, and God set that standard with Jesus. <clears throat> Now, whether it's in the form of gifts, money, time, or even love, it's giving. That's what it's about. As everyone knows, a little over a week ago, Diane's mother passed away. She was a very loving and caring woman. And over her lifetime, she put, she put a lot of time and, and love into her community and her family. And I can remember the, one of the first... Uh, I don't know if it was Christmas, I don't know if it was Hall if it was uh, Thanksgiving, uh, but one of the first years that we were married, Crest and I still lived in Canyon, and we came here to celebrate the holiday. Now, the week prior to that, I had the stomach bug, and I didn't eat much because I just didn't feel like eating. I couldn't keep it down. So I can remember walking into Beverly and Diane's house, and Granny was there, and she took one look at me, and she said, Does your wife not feed you? And I said, yes, ma'am, she does, but I've been sick, and, and I've lost a little bit of weight. And she said, well, that's all right. We're about to fatten you up. And so they did. They fed me, as always, when you go to holiday at 
Granny and Papa's or Beaver and Diane's, you're going to get fed well. And I'm not real sure how Papa has kept his weight down being married to her for over 70 years. He's done a good job at that. You know, sometimes it's the simple things in life that make the best gifts. And apparently, I needed to, to have an extra meal or two to fatten up. But giving isn't about how big or how expensive the gift is. The important thing is it's given from the heart and not grudgingly. And it doesn't have to be a physical gift. It can simply be taking the time to just sit down and have a conversation with someone. But do it with love, though, from the heart. Not because you think that you have to, but because you want to. That's what Granny did. She loved because she wanted to. She gave from the heart, not because she felt like she had to. As I said, because she wanted to. So when Christmas comes around, we, we tend to get a little bit excited, don't we? Because we know at some point in time, we're more than likely we're going to get a gift or two. It's exciting to open gifts. But at the same time, it's exciting to give gifts as well. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Jesus says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Like Granny, who gave her her love, not expecting anything in return. She didn't expect anything back, the love that she gave. She gave it because she wanted to. Granny knew the blessing in giving. As some of the younger folks would say, she understood the assignment. And let me tell you, though, that love has been reciprocated through this community and the surrounding communities because a number of people that, that gave cards, that sent flowers, that brought food, went out to the house to see Papa, and those that made it to the funeral or wanted to attend but weren't able, able to attend, it was amazing. It was amazing to see the amount of people that were there, the amount of food that was there, the love that was shown throughout these communities. And what a blessing it has been to the family to see that love that she gave to the people around her come right back to her family. As I said, it's, it's been amazing. It's been overwhelming at times. You know, all the gifts that we've ever received or all the gifts that we've ever given, the greatest gift ever given was on the first Christmas morning when God gave us his very best. John says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Because God gave his Son... Everyone that was ever born, millions of people have encountered his love, salvation, and blessings. So this Christmas, have a heart of generosity. Spread the love and goodness of God around. The only blessing some people may receive this Christmas is you. It could come from you, so be a blessing, be a blessing to those around you. And number two, humility. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. At the heart of Christmas is humility. It speaks of how Jesus took on a human form and came to earth. In extremely humbling circumstances, he was born in a manger, not a palace, not somewhere fancy. His parents weren't rich. The message of his birth was announced to humble shepherds and not to, to people, uh, to those in seats of power. 
His birth and his very life showed a level of humility never seen before. James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Then we see in, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 12, where Jesus says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. So you can either think highly of yourself and be humbled by someone or be humbled by God, or you can be humble and be exalted by God. You know, Granny was a a humble woman. She had the means to have really nice things if she wanted to, but she didn't. That's not what was important to her. She could have had a, a huge 4K TV. She could have had new furniture. She could have had house upgrades, name brand clothes. But she didn't. Like I said, that just wasn't important to her. And when we were at the house the other night, Paul told a story about Granny when she was in high school. Her, her family didn't have much. She didn't have money to buy herself lunch. So Paul would give her lunch money so she could buy herself a burger. A 30-cent burger. That's how much it cost. 30 cents. And Granny didn't always have the money to do that. She couldn't afford a soda, so we gave her money for a soda. A soda cost five cents. We're talking 35 cents for a burger and a Coke. And Papa asked her what she'd have done if he hadn't given her lunch money. She said, I just wouldn't have eaten. I just wouldn't have eaten. Can you imagine not being able to eat lunch? A 35-cent lunch. Can you imagine that? The other day I was walking in the house and uh, I moved something. I don't remember what I moved, but there was a dime sitting on the floor. In my house. Not even on the road. In my house there's a dime sitting on the floor. I had to buy her two sodas. Granny knew what it was like to do without, didn't she? Not just do without once, like, I want a new vehicle. I want a bigger house. I want, put whatever it is there that you want. She didn't know what it was like, or it wasn't just to do without wants, but to do without needs and necessities like food. You want to learn to be humble? Do without. Stop complaining about not having the nicest vehicle, the nicest house, the, nice, the, the newest phone. Do without. Then you'll learn to be humble. So as we approach Christmas, Christmas, ask God to give you the same attitude of humility that Jesus, that was in Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
Then in verse 9, the father in turn exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name above every name. What area of your life do you need to display humility? I can tell you some things in my life I need to display humility. But we won't go there today. I know there are times it's not always to be, it's not always easy to be humble because, you know, we can be prideful in many things. But we shouldn't think of ourselves as any higher than anyone else. And then number three, family. This time of year is when we tend to spend a lot of time with family, don't we? We, we go to each other's houses, or meet somewhere, we eat, we reminisce about last Christmas or Christmas 10 years ago, we eat, catch up on things in each other's lives, we eat some more, open presents, eat some more, just spending time together, enjoying each other's company, and feeding our faces. That's what we do. That's what my family does anyway. We have a good time, and we eat a lot. Spend a lot of time together. And there's nothing better than being around family at Christmas time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your immediate family. It can be your church family. It could be friends that you consider family, whatever it may be. We see a beautiful portrait, a beautiful family portrait on the night that Jesus was born. Oop, I'm already there. Back up. Luke chapter 2, verse 16 through 18. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that, had, that heard it wondered, at those things which, which were told them by the shepherds. Then in verse 19 it says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary was storing these things, storing precious memories in her heart, meaning she was keeping them in her mind to remember for years to come. Yeah, so it's pretty clear that Mary and Joseph built a strong godly family, and we can see that throughout Luke chapter 2, if, you were, if we were to take the time to read the whole thing. They presented Jesus to the Lord in the temple. They returned to Nazareth after performing all things according to the law of the Lord. And Jesus grew, waxed strong in the spirit. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. That right there sounds to me like he had a godly upbringing. I mean, I guess it'd be hard to not be in the hard not to being the son of of God. But his earthly parents sounds like they did a good job as well. But you know, that's what God wants from us too. To have godly families. In our homes, to cultivate a home environment that would produce a godly family. That's what he wants from us. You know, every year that Chris and I have been together, and even before we got married, um, we've always done Christmas with the whole family. So that would be Chris and I, and Beverly and Diane, and then Deidre and Jace, Andre and Philip, Tyson, Todd, Logan, Breely, and then more have been added since then. But we always do Christmas together. This year we actually did it in Amarillo at, at Tyson and Addie's house. It was a good time. But whenever we 
first got married, or I guess when we first were together, I'll be honest, I, I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? We just saw them at Thanksgiving. I want to be home. I did. I had that attitude. It's no secret. My wife knows that. And I thought, I don't love y'all. Y'all know that I do. Absolutely. And remember, this was the beginning of our marriage. We've been 21 years on next Monday. So things have changed. Just saying. But I had that attitude. But the problem wasn't them. It wasn't because I didn't care for them. It was me. You know, I hadn't had a, a large family Christmas since I was a kid. When I was younger, I mean, we're talking probably before I was 10 years old. We would go to my grandmother's house, my mom's mom. We'd go to her house for Christmas. We didn't go every Christmas, but most Christmases we went, and we would spend time with family. And my brother and I got to hang out with our cousins and, you know, play, and we just didn't get to do that because we always lived elsewhere, you know, hours away. And so we enjoyed that time. And then at night, we would sit around the, the kitchen table, and we'd play cards. We'd drink bottled Cokes. We'd eat chocolate pie that your grandma made. And we had a good time, spending time together. Then grandma would get caught cheating. She'd completely deny it and just keep on playing cards like nothing happened. My wife wonders why I'm so good at playing cards. I don't know, babe. I just, I'm lucky, I guess. But you know, I, I just wasn't used to having a big family at Christmas time. It was me and mom and dad and, and my brother. And, and then after my brother died, it was just me, mom and dad. And I didn't have someone there to stay up with all night on Christmas Eve, to wake up and open presents on Christmas Day. It wasn't easy after that. That being said, the holidays can be very depressing for a lot of people because they've lost a loved one and things just aren't the same anymore. They're not the same around the house. They're, they're just not the same. We've got the memories just like, memory, just like Mary saving those memories in our heart, in our mind, and we get to hang on to those memories, and we have to, but we also need to open our hearts and we need to make new memories because if we dwell, dwell too much on the past, and let it consume our thoughts, we can fall into a dark hole of depression. I've been there. I've been in that dark hole. And sometimes, especially this time of year, I circle that dark hole and I look in it. And I think, I just want to jump in and just leave me alone. Whispering to myself, why didn't God take me instead of my brother? Why am I still here? I'm tired of this. No one cares. You're not good enough. No one wants you to be around. You're worthless. But you see, I got this family. I got this family that likes to celebrate Christmas. They like to celebrate Easter. They like to celebrate Fourth of July. They like to celebrate 
Thanksgiving, birthdays. I got a family that loves me. I got a church family that loves me. I got friends that aren't blood, but they're family, and they love me. And you know, if you you have these type of thoughts, hang on to that. You got a family that loves you. You got a church family that loves you. Don't dive down in that deep hole depression. But you know what makes this family great, though? The reason it's so great, it's because of God. God's the center of it. It's all based around him. And God should be the center and foundation of our lives, not only on Christmas, but every day of the year. We should focus on him. He should be the center of it. And as I begin to to wrap this up, uh, I want you to remember to give from the heart because that's what matters, that you give from the heart and because you want to, not because you have to. Stay humble so you can receive God's grace, so you can receive the gift that he's given to all of us, Jesus, his only son. Spend time with your family because family is what holds you together. Family is important. Like I said, regardless if it's your blood family, if it's friends that you consider family, hang on to that. Don't don't put yourself in a solitary place where it's just you. And while you do that, make new memories and lift each other up. I'm going to say one more thing about Diane's parents. Every year for Christmas, we go to Granny and Papa's and we eat and then we, we open presents. We bring them a present and, and then they always ask that we would buy ourselves a present so we could take it there and open it in front of them. And uh, typical me, I wanted to hold on to that cash and wait till after Christmas and maybe hit a good Christmas sale or something. But it didn't. And it took me a while to understand why it was so important that we physically have a gift there for them to open. And it wasn't, it wasn't because it was a gift. It wasn't because uh, they wanted us just to have a present. It was nothing to do with the gift. But it was about them getting to see us open that gift because they wanted to give us a gift. They wanted to physically see us receive that gift and open it because it made them happy. But you know, God's the exact same way. He wants to see us receive the gift that he's given us, and that's Jesus Christ, his son. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.